What up, Snapback fam? Welcome back to another episode of the Snapback Sports Pod. On this episode, we sit down and talk to Eric Paschal of the Golden State Warriors. We had a conversation with him around 5 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Eastern, the Clay News dropped. So we didn't actually know this. He didn't even know this at the time. And then Abe and I will then talk about what we think was going on, all the Clay stuff after our interview with Pascal, but really fun interview with him. Give him a follow. Welcome to the Snapback fam, Eric. And then we discuss the NBA draft. The Knicks take ain't no stopping, OB tapping, ain't no stopping, OB tapping. I'm excited. Sixers also made great moves today, getting rid of Horford. They trade Josh Richardson. They pick up Tyrese Maxey. Overall, a decent day for Abe and I in the basketball world, which is rare. And then NFL Week 11, my bookies, People's Parlay, we rank the best six and three teams and discuss all the big games. Snapback fam, new app. The Baltimore Ravens select. Lamar Jackson. I'm a rave. His own. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankles! A And just got back from workouts. Where are you guys working out right now? Uh, Chase. Oh, nice. You're allowed to? I saw something that you guys have to, like, once you go, you have to stay or something. What's the rules right now? It's like, uh, if you're back, you have to be back by, like, December 30th. I mean, no, no, December 1st, I think. Got gotcha. you. to stay and do stuff like that. I'm not sure the exact rules. Right. All right, um, so I'm Jack. That's Abe. I'm a Knicks fan. Uh, big night for us tonight. Somehow you fuckers ended up with a higher draft pick, though. And then Abe. Well, worse in the league this year. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's a good point. But you you also have like these random guys who can shoot coming back or something. Yeah. Um, and Abe's Abe's a Sixers fan. So you see that news that just dropped. And Sixers just made a big trade. Whoa. They just they just sent Horford to uh, OKC and brought in Danny Green. Did they really? Mm-hmm. Hold on. Woj bombs. <laughs> I'm gonna say Woj bombs. Yeah, it literally Dude, just happened. Bro, you need you need your Woj notifications on. Damn, that happened two minutes ago. What you mean? I know. <laughs> we are literally. I was admitting you to the thing, and Abe's like, "Holy shit." I mean, they've been trying to get rid of that contract all off season. That's a lot of money off your head. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> too much money. <laughs> too much money. Wow. So, do you think Horford had any clue? Like, who who's first to know, Horford or Woj? Like, is he finding out via tweet, or or they actually tell him? Might be Woj. I I think so. Honestly, Dude, I, they need to do a they need to do a thirty for thirty about like how Woj and Shams get all this information, the pipeline of who knows first, by who. I don't know. That's way above me. <laughs> like, do you, ever right, see, well, do you ever see your name, like, popping up on Twitter, and you're like, am I going to get moved before, any, before anyone tells me? I don't know. <laughs> this point, anything happened. I'm just happy I have a job right now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so a funny story, actually, I put, you went to Nova, right? Yeah. Um, I, I play, I'm from Maryland. 
and went to McDonough. And I played against Phil Booth um, in high school. So I know that's your teammate. Yeah. My God. All right. So let's just let's just uh, address the elephant in the room. Eric Pascal joining us from the Golden State Warriors on Snapback Sports. Eric, you came on here for one reason and one reason only. With the second pick in the 2020 NBA draft, the <laughs> Golden State Warriors will select. Out of control. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys oh, do like? You... Uh, obvious, obviously, you don't know, but do you guys like text in the uh, in the team group chat about like who would fit, who who might want to come, who you guys want? Just like banter back and forth in that regard. Not really. I mean, look, we trust our GM, we trust our front office. I know they they. They're going to get who they want, and I feel like uh, they're just going to get who, who would fit the best on the team, to be honest. Right. So you were drafted, a year, well, we'll call it a year, but it was like a year yeah. and a half ago yeah. at this point. Yeah. So it's 5.30 p.m., well, 2.30 there, on draft night. What was going through your mind at this point on draft day? Did you have any idea where you'd end up, when you would get taken at all? My whole That's crazy. I don't – where the hell am I going? <laughs> Where am I moving to? That's what like I was really just thinking about. And then were there were there certain teams that told you like if you're there, we'll take you at a certain point in the draft. Oh wow, you literally had no I, idea. No clue. And then do you get a call? Like in the NFL I see it all the time, but NBA they're normally there. So do you get a call from a GM or something? Yeah. So you get a call from uh the GM and then uh Coach Kirk called me, and then my agent called me, and then that was it. <laughs> You kind of got thrown into a crazy situation, right? Because obviously yeah. the Warriors were the Warriors when you got drafted. Um, but then Clay went down in the finals, KD left, and you're coming in. Steph, Dre, and the new guys essentially. And then Steph goes down, and you kind of got thrown into a way more prominent role than maybe you expected too early on in your career. Sure. Uh, what was that like for you? Uh, again, I just like advice to all the people getting drafted is just – take advantage of opportunity. I mean, at that point, everybody was down. Somebody needed to step up. And I felt like I was the right person to do it. I always had that confidence in myself to step up in that way. So I just did that and uh, it went uphill from there. Yeah, I mean, you were balling. And I think most people, they get thrown into that role and it's like, make the most of it, play really well, and then, you know, go find work elsewhere. But now you're like a part of the Golden State Warriors future. Do they talk to you about development, where your role is? Like, what do you know going into this season? Uh, they, they definitely talk to me about it a lot. Uh, but I, I just take it day by day and try to get better at what they want me to get better at. And uh, know that I'm not going to – obviously, I mean, I have two pretty good shooters coming back. So <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to get the right. ball. not going to get the ball as much. But, I mean, of course I know that. Uh, I mean, I have a unanimous MVP and Clay, one of the best shooters of all time. So – I'm not not stressing about it. I feel like I still fit in. I feel like I still be very important uh, part of the team. When you were thrown into the fire in your rookie year, was there one moment that stuck out to you? Like we talked to Derek White on the Spurs, and it was like when he first got on the court and his defensive assignment was Russ, he was like, holy shit, like I'm here. <laughs> Did you have that one like welcome to the league moment where you're just like, wow, I can't believe I'm here? Uh, yeah, my first preseason game, yep. And what happened? Coach Kerr is like, eh. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm finally about to play an NBA game. He's like, you got AD, and then laughs. Like, <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I guess this is my first assignment. And then uh, 
but it, it it helped me out a lot just to know that he had the confidence to just go put me on AD for my first game. But it was fun. It was fun. At, at what point does that become normal? Where now you're you are a starter, or you are getting significant minutes, and you know in the game plan you're guarding AD or whoever it may be. Uh, after a few games, after you know, what I'm saying you get to get used to the NBA game, NBA rules, stuff like that, and. Uh, after that, I was just I just got used to it and would see the sheet and be like, all right, we're playing the Rockets or playing the Thunder. I might have to switch on and guard CP one possession and stuff like that. So uh, I got pretty used to it throughout my rookie season. Did you have a favorite player, favorite team growing up? Uh, I was a big LeBron fan, very big LeBron fan, and then. I have to be my own favorite player now because I'm, yeah, you know, you know, I'm playing against them. So. Uh, yeah, I was a very big fan. So Jack and I are on two different sides of the LeBron spectrum. I'm I'm with you, huge LeBron guy. Jack, on the other hand, is a I won't call him a hater. That's all I'll he wants him, to do is call me I'll, a hater. But I'll right call now. him a hater. So <laughs> where do you where do you stand on LeBron versus Jordan? Um, for me, I think it's very generational, and for me, like. I would say LeBron is my uh, is my Jordan. Like you know what I'm saying? Like in my generation, like that's that's the best player. So I would feel like like from older people, Jordan's there. Like that's their guy. Like I feel like Jordan's like the starting piece. You know what I'm saying? But like every generation has their own Michael Jordan. If you understand what I'm saying with that. So LeBron mm-hmm. is my Jordan. So that's why I'm uh, saying I go with LeBron. But like. After watching the final dance, it's like you gotta respect what MJ was doing. It was crazy. Yeah, that's the thing. Abe wants to call me a LeBron hater when he's he's one of those guys that will say MJ played against plumbers and he didn't actually play against good good opponents. So he's he's the real hater. Um, I mean, it's back and forth. But that that <laughs> final dance, though propaganda was, I mean, you gotta respect it. Nah, what, what Jordan was doing was crazy. Like yeah, I, I was watching the highlights, I'm like, yo, this is like. It's like a man against boys, like that type. Uh, it, it was like, like he was, I he watched was that special. Yeah. Like at that time, he was that special, and that's how I feel about LeBron now. Like LeBron is just that type of special dude, mm-hmm. no doubt. So other special guys like Steph and Clay. Obviously, you've been playing with them now. I assume they're they're practicing with you. What is it like learning from them, playing with them? Um, obviously, you went through a losing season, but it's title aspirations this season. Uh it's fun playing with them to be honest. Like they, they push the pace, they uh very excited and very vocal. Uh and they're just like regular dudes. That's the one thing I like about them. It's like they just act like they're regular guys and always around, always having fun, and that's one thing I always like about them. Is there a uh is there a vibe in the Chase Center right now with the Warriors like, all right, y'all forgot about us? We we kept notes of everything from last year. We're, we'll be back. Is there is there that kind of vibe going on right now? A little revenge tour. Uh, nah, I just feel like let me say we we're getting better. We know uh, what we're capable of. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we're just gonna keep working towards that. To be honest, I feel like that is a, a Warriors vibe, which is like they don't need the bulletin board material. They just know they're like bad dudes who went to five five championships. All right, so we talked about Steph and Clay, but the real guy we want to know about is Draymond Green. What like that's my th- guy right there. Does he get a good rep, a bad rep? Like what's what's up with Draymond? See, I don't I don't understand why people like 
bash Draymond. To be honest, like a lot of people. That's Abe. I don't people, bash Draymond. <laughs> I used to. I used to. I guess people see like how like animated he is, but like he's just that competitive. Like once you learn, like once you meet Draymond, like you're like, damn, he's a competitor. Like he doesn't want to lose in anything. Like anything at all. It doesn't matter what it is. Like give, so, us, give us your craziest Draymond like competitive story. I mean, I'm sure there's stuff on the court, but what if like what makes you say that? Like pool in the clubhouse, you know, ping pong. Yeah, like it was just a little simple stuff. Like I asked him before, like you gonna? Uh, I was like, yo, you gonna hop back on? Uh, this was during quarantine. I was like, you gonna hop back on uh, on a video game? He was like, no. <laughs> Why? He's like, because <laughs> everybody's better than me already, and if I play, I'm gonna get addicted. To- yeah. So I was like, you know what? got it i'm not even gonna argue that that's my guy right there what was uh what was quarantine like for you season shut down obviously you guys weren't involved in the bubble or weren't going to be but uh what what was that like for you did you pick up any any new hobbies of sorts or what what'd you do to keep busy i actually got pretty good at video games to be honest yeah what game uh call of duty that's all your game yeah i'm i'm not a i mean i'm i've been streaming a bunch and have you have you thought about doing the streaming thing i have i've streamed a lot oh you stream all right i've uh played in a few tournaments so yeah i'll I'll be on warzone all the time we'll have to get some uh stream going but i I, I don't know uh... the first person shooting i'm not like a huge fan do you play 2k like what's yeah i play 2k uh it's kind of ass just with like the wait, let him speak. He's got something on his mind. Nah, it's not even that. It's just I've just I just fell off of it. Like once Call of Duty came, I've just been like playing that. All my friends play it, so it's like two um, K for me. I, I grew up like obsessed with two K. It's just it comes to the point where I don't care how much more sweat they're adding to the players and the graphics. I just want to be able to not dribble the ball out of bounds. Like you know what I mean? Everybody said that when the trailer came. Make a full court pass, something like that. It's just like the graphics are great and everything, but like all these other games, like like Madden, FIFA, it's actually like realistic, but in the sense that you can make crazy plays that you see in the in in the actual games. But like, I just want to make a full court pass in two K. That's literally all I want to do. Get it and go. <laughs> and you just you just can't do that. The one thing I, I the one thing I don't like is just you have to green to make a shot. That's the only thing. Like, yeah, like. Like big guys like you are missing layups in the game. Oh like, my god! On. Don't that shit. If you're under an eighty and it's anyone contested layup, it's a miss. And it's like yeah, it's these dudes. That's are- the only thing. Besides that, I feel like they're getting better with other stuff like animations and stuff. But mm-hmm. I, I just want to be able to make a shot and then don't be a green. Because some people, I, I ain't gonna lie, some people have mastered it. Like every shot they take is green. I'm like, yeah, All right, right. I'm, not, I'm not playing against you, especially in my park. I can't do it. Do you keep an eye on uh on your rating throughout the season? Like, if you came come off a good game, are you, are you looking at your rating, seeing if they're updating it accordingly? I didn't even play two K enough to even like hmm. to really update. All I know is I was a seventy nine this year coming into it in two K twenty one. Yeah, that's, all right, that's really not bad. All in, right, so where we'll keep track of it since you don't. Where will you end up by the end of the year? What will your rating be? What's your prediction? I like. 81, 82. Oh, come on. All right. Let us, let us teach five. you. No, no, no. That's that's low expectations. And you oh, don't know about the snapback <laughs> bump. No, it's just what I'm saying. 81, 82, that's solid. Yeah, you're on the no. Snapback Sports Podcast, though. We have a little bit of a bump that we do. Um, so we had Austin Eckler on of the LA Chargers. 
uh, we had him on, and then I think like what, maybe three weeks later, two weeks later, mm-hmm. he signs his massive deal. Um, we had a bunch of players on in the NFL the following week. They're scoring touchdowns. So now that you've come on our show, good things are coming. We want you to know. That's just how it works. It's it's it, it, yeah, you don't even have to go to practice tomorrow. It's literally like just tell coach, be like, Steve, it's listen. The it's the bump. I was on the yeah, pod. That's not happening. <laughs> be like, Steve, if you want the bump, just come on the show and then send send us Steve's number. We'll interview him. and you Listen, listen you give us the entire Warrior squad. We'll work our magic. And we'll get a ring on your finger. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the bump does. I respect it. Did you get uh, PS5, Xbox, new Xbox, next gen? How yeah. is it? Uh, it's smooth. I mean, everything loads fast. Like, snap of a finger. Like, I loaded 2K in like five seconds. <laughs> nah. Yes. Like, really? You the game, you're at play now. You click play now. You pick the two teams. You're right into the game. Wow. Like, it's that fast. It. It was so funny. Like... Growing up, like, if you got the new pair of Jordans, obviously social media wasn't as much of a thing, but, like, you post that on your Instagram story, like, anything dope that just came out. PS5, like, took the athlete and celebrity world by storm. There's nothing I've seen like it recently. No, this was, like, one of the wildest ones I've ever seen. Yeah. I grew up a hardcore Xbox guy, and even my friends that have played Xbox, everyone's switching over to PlayStation. I'm like, don't you get used to the Xbox-type controller in your hand and everything? It's just like... I don't know if I could ever make the switch. See, but the thing is, I I actually play PC, so I wow. when I play Call of Duty, I play on my PC, and I just I don't I I mean I'm gonna play them like, but I'm not gonna really like be on them a lot. To be honest, who is your uh, PS5 Connect? Uh, dude in the Bay, actually. Yeah, yeah, he hooked me up. That's I, I'm always curious because I so I knew like. We had um, one of the agents at CAA, like for Mark Ingram, a bunch of the NFL guys. He was texting me trying to like get it because Sony was like, we're not giving out, you know, free PS5s. They don't need to like they're going to sell up. Um, so I'm always curious, like, where does Steph Curry get his PS5 from? Like, where does LeBron get it's his? Funny, cause they- I'm with CAA. So CAA is my agency. Oh, really? It's a big ass agency. Yeah. It's huge. huge yeah. But yeah, it was, it was pretty difficult. I ain't going to lie. Yeah, exactly. Have you well, been uh, have you been talking to any of the uh, the new CAA guys in tonight's draft class? Um, I know Miles pretty well. I know Josh. You know Sadiq, obviously. Yeah, that's my guy. Mm-hmm. But he's he's with XL. But that's my guy. Uh, I know Josh Green a little bit. Obi Toppin a little bit. Uh, like met them a few times. But mm-hmm. so I was at, uh, so. All right. Last thing before we let you go. Um, the Knicks and the Sixers. Just give us, just give us your your casual thoughts on the Knicks, because obviously I'm a depressed Knicks fan. But like, make me, you know, say something funny, make the Knicks fans happy who listen. I'm actually very excited for this. Thank you. Only, that, only, there only, it is. Only because, only because CAA. I mean, Leon Rose is the new president, and he was with CAA. Of course, I'm. You know what I'm saying I'm still cool. His son still works for CAA. So. I'm actually a I'm I'm like a family I'm not a family friend but the the roses are from my hometown like I'm friends with Leon's daughter I'm I'm friendly with Sam so we have that connection as well yeah so I'm very excited for them just to, uh Leon to get them up and rolling for sure I'll ask I'll you a different I'll, I'll ask you a different question in regards to the Sixers if you were the Sixers do you give up Ben Simmons for a guy like James Harden would would you make that move. I don't know. 
I, personally, like, I don't know. They're both great players, so it's like right. give or take of what you want. But I don't know. I, would, I don't know. Right. <laughs> well, enough, uh, it's hard to give up one for the other, you know? Right. Because right. they both have very, like, very different skill sets. I wouldn't say skill sets, but, like, they do different things. Like, Ben is a passer, like, and he's a 6'10", 6'11 point guard. Like, you, you can't find that everywhere. But, like, James Harden gets you a bucket whenever you need it. So, it's like, whatever you uh, – depends on what you want for your team. What do you think about that uh, that potential Kyrie, Harden, and KD in Brooklyn? That's scary. That's crazy. I'm not going right. to lie. That's crazy. Like, that would be that, crazy. Too. That's what I said. Ava and I were talking. We agreed. We are like – it's not over. You got to play the games. Everyone needs to stay healthy. But, like, that would be one of the craziest big threes Yeah, ever. that would be one of the craziest trios. Right. Like, for sure. Um, and then the Warriors would take them in six. So, it is what it is. <laughs> I still I still put the, the Steph, Clay, KD. I'll take, I'll take that one before I take Harden, KD, and Kyrie as well. Steph, Clay, KD was crazy. I mean, Nuts. that was some crazy times. I'm hearing about a little Steph, Steph Clay, Pascal. Hopefully that becomes something. <laughs> I'm with it. That, that, that bump. I'm telling you, man, it's real. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Just watch you. what happens. After tonight, what crazy things are going to happen to the Warriors, and all you're going to be thinking about is like, damn, I got to go on the podcast again. Uh, <laughs> I bet. If that happens, I'll spin the block and, and come on again. All there right. we go. <laughs> there we go. A deal is a deal. All right, Eric, we appreciate the time. Uh, have fun tonight. Me? We'll chat with you. Have fun. Best of luck on the year. We'll uh, – We'll talk to you off the air. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Take it easy. All right, fam. We are back. We are talking NBA draft. The NBA draft is finishing up the first round as Abe and I speak, 1038 p.m. Eastern time. First pick in the draft, Anthony Edwards, second pick in the draft, Wiseman to Golden State, third pick, LaMelo Ball to Charlotte. Biggest thing I've noticed, if you liked a player in the draft, he went to the worst city in the United States. LaMelo to Charlotte, Cole Anthony to Orlando. Um, yeah, well, just, uh, give Orlando a little love, Disney. Bro, it's better than Minute. Been? It's better to Orlando, yeah. They got Disney and Universal. But, like, um, Anthony Edwards to Minnesota, LaMelo to Charlotte, Obi to New York. Stop that. Stop <laughs> that. Relax yourself. Um, that's just who just got picked. We're rounding out. Um, Tony Bradley getting traded. What about even all these? What about how the whole so Bogdan Bogdanovich or whatever apparently agreed to a sign in trade, but didn't agree to a sign in trade. What great optics by the Bucks to say to your superstar that's approaching his prime? We're going to get this team better. We're going to make a championship push. We got you this guy. Drew Holiday, which at this point, no Bogdan, doesn't make much sense to me. And we're going to get you this guy. And Giannis probably signed off on it, and now that falls through. It's not fully through. I don't. Just, he, I mean, by the sound of it. may be seeking other options. No, they did say, for whatever reason, he could still be intrigued. Um, yeah, it looks bad for them. Another big NBA news tonight, Clay Thompson. Right after we were you know, talking to Eric, we get the news that he followed and we thought they were at practice together and we were asking him about it. And Eric seemed a little down, 
but we didn't. Maybe he didn't even know because he wasn't he, at that practice. You know what I just realized? You know how there's the snapback bump. There's also yeah. kind of the opposite. No, after, no, no, no. After we interviewed no. Jay Williams, the Nets got COVID. No, you're not understanding because this injury happened prior to talking to Eric. Right, but it went public so right after. Gonna, right after we found things out. are going to turn around. They, yeah, right, he's I'm never just... coming back on the podcast after we spent like ten minutes convincing him how everything was going to be great, and then their second best player tears his Achilles. I feel awful. I, I kind of had the don't thought, make the joke. Don't I'm make not. The joke. I'm not. It's not a joke, but it's just true. But um. I kind of had the thought the entire night, like with the Warriors and the number two overall pick, like, what if Eric got traded tonight? Like he oh, could, he could very well, my mind. he could very well be in a package with like a Wiggins, the number two Wiseman. Like he's a young player that people could convince that, like you know what I mean? He's a young good easily, player. Easily, I just like had that thought in the back of my mind. Like, did did we just that's why a guy we, who got I traded? Thought, I thought we were kind of asking him low key, like. Do you follow this stuff? And he was pretty much like, I don't follow this stuff. He's just hands out of it. Yeah, he's like, I just look at Woj's tweets. If I get traded, I get traded. So speaking of Woj and tweets, like you're not being sly, my dude. He he's dancing around tipping the picks, probably because he works for ESPN and he can't tip the picks because it's on the broadcast. Whatever, dude has become so creative with how he not even. His he he goes in waves. He like, goes in waves. Tonight was like um, Washington. They didn't only, think they were going to get it. Washington him, but... could only dream at night when they fell asleep of Denny dropping to them at nine. Today's that day. Yeah, exactly. A novel by Adrian Wojnarowski. <laughs> All right. So other top picks. Let's just start at number four. How do you draft a guy that comes off the bench? Bro, I don't care if he's ACC player bro, of the I don't year. Care I don't care if he's six men of the entire country. I don't care if he dropped 25 off the bench. The man didn't start. And he averaged nine points a game. Listen. Wait, Pat, what? He averaged nine points a game. Why did he go number four? I don't even understand. Listen, I will eat crow if Patrick Williams turns into anything. But Chi-Town, what's up? Oh, They're not. They, the that's Knicks a get bad, a bad that's rap. That's a bad franchise. They're a bad franchise, bro. They got lucky because Michael Jordan was there, but look outside of that 10-year run with MJ. They're an awful franchise. Between them and the Bears, I'm not sure we're that popular in Chicago. Eve like, was almost moving to Chicago. But like, if he goes, he might go down the drain with yeah, them. Yeah, I might be in trouble. But like, I guess Lori's good. No, not even. And they're wasting Levine like he's a chucker and they want to trade him. Chicago Levine's good. No Levine clue. is really good. Chicago is no clue. And they want to get rid of him. That's my point. Well, I mean, when you're when you're in this when you're in this like nowhere land, you have to do something. That's to get... the thing that I mean, we can like talk what about... is Zach Levine doing as a number one for that franchise? Nothing. But he can get nothing you back today. Stuff. But in two in two years, why can't he be a key piece that I think we're very eager to like move on from certain players. Like think about how hard it is to Except get a star. Except Al Horford. It's, just, it's the same well, he's not a star. Think about Ben and Joel. Sixer fans want Ben and Joel out. Not necessarily no, do, but yes they do. They it, only want a, him for Harden. That's not true in the slightest. There's you know that people say Ben and Joel can't play together. Ben and Joel That's what that no no no. Yeah, but that's way more people outside of Philly than it is Philly. That's not true because John Gruden is he wants. Of course, there are some think, people, but that's not the. I, I would say that's not. The I'm majority. not saying it's a majority, but I'm saying there is a 
minority that believes blow that up when you have two all-stars people in boston what they're talking about moving kemba after six months and almost going to the nba finals it's like it's hard to get these guys like a zach levine why do we try and move on so quickly but chicago they keep do blowing picks kobe white looks like he could be good but wendell carter's a bust marketing's been okay um but they're they're weird speaking of speaking of picks Listen, I know that Sam Presti has gotten all these picks for OKC, but people are appointing him king of freaking England because he has 17 first-round picks in the next six years. picks ever. Bro, my guy still has to make the picks. Like, can we chill? I know he drafted drafted KD, Ross Harden. Sure. You get to repeat that. And what did he do with them? He broke them up. He also broke them up. He did, so, and he deserves stop, blame for that. They can we stop holding Sam? Finals. Listen, Sam Presti got a lot for Russell Westbrook and Paul George in terms of assets, but you still got to do something with that. The only but I'd rather pro- do the only that. young promising star there really is SGA. I mean, people say it could be Lou Dort's team, but it's really <laughs> no SGA. one says that. Literally, no one says that. I think they're they're playing it smart. They're trust. They're essentially doing what the Sixers did. Say maybe it. with Say maybe it. with what? Say it. They're not trusting any process. I mean, that was you stopped yourself. Um, but seriously, think about it. The Sixers had to tank for you lived it. What? What was it? Technically? Five six years. Five, five six years of tanking, and they they're at the same at a similar point. They won't have as high a picks. But they have the assets now. I agree. I think he needs to take those picks and then start making moves. I like getting players who we know what they are over first-round picks. I think, the, route, I think them, the real route people go is like, I feel like you have to draft like one corner, like yep. one star, and then you move others for a trade. And then if those two work together, that, that, that's when free agency comes in for the third. Ideally, it's like you've got I feel like SGA. I could be a GM. I agree. You got SGA, right? You let him develop. Then you take right. uh you you nail one of the three picks right. in next year's draft. Or you trade then, or you trade one of your forty or three right, of your forty Jaylen for Brown, a superstar. Put Jalen Brown in, in Oklahoma City. That seems like a good I spot actually think that if I just had like a two people on my team, a rules guy to tell me what I, if I want to do something mm-hmm. if that's just flat out illegal, and a math guy. Yeah. If you put me and those two people in an organization, I think I could be a GM. It's not – I don't agree, but I think it's like sometimes if you were to ask a GM, how do you build a good basketball team, they would probably explain, okay, you need you need, stars, Sign you need wings, you need wings, you need shooters, right? And then you'll look at some teams – and they just won't – like the Knicks, they, they have eight power forwards. And they just won't do <laughs> PFU, anything. PFU, baby, PFU. They won't do anything. All right, let's talk about the. Let's see. Six, five was Okoro. Six was Aguaku. Aguaku. Um, pause. Pause. Yo, pause. Ayo. Ayo. Speaking of pause, the, the Lamelo Ball story today. <laughs> oh yeah. Everything all right down there in Florida? <laughs> the the Florida weather is getting to me. Who went number seven in the draft? I don't have it in front of me. Uh, oh, uh, Killian Hayes to Detroit. Detroit is like not part of the NBA. Have you noticed that? No, go They're on. So irrelevant, like just yeah, yeah, big time, big time. It's crazy. Like no one cares what they did. Number eight, Obi Toppin. Here's Ain't no stopping. Ain't no stopping, Obi. If you get a you get a song that fired, like he likes Chipotle. He's doing ads with them. He's cute. Like this this guy is 
vertically the best athlete in the draft. <laughs> that is that is such a way to spin a talent. This guy is vertically the best player no, no, in the NBA. I'm hating on him. Did you him. just say he can him. jump I'm the highest? On him. I know, I know yeah, you I'm are. Hating. But by saying he's the most vertically talented, you mean he can jump the highest? That's correct. Okay. And he can, he had. Do you know Showtime. how many? Showtime. Do you know how many um, behave stories Obi Toppin's going to get on Snapback Sports? A lot. Enough. Enough. A lot. Yeah. Um, but but here's where the Knicks did well. It's kind of Zion. Kind of got your well, Zion. No, because Zion's like really fat and and overweight. Gotcha. Um, but Toppin is fit. Thirty nine percent from three. Sixty percent field goal percentage. You combine that and Mitchell Robinson, who's the all time leading field goal percentage in a season. Like I don't know if the Knicks will miss shots, honestly. So now you're just you going have by Toppin. the numbers. Just going by the numbers. Exactly. Just simple math. I have a math guy right next right. to me. The Knicks started the day with pick number eight, pick number twenty seven, and thirty eight. And in this morning, they traded 27 and 38. They moved up to 23. And, and people thought they were going to take 8 and 23 and move up to 5 and take Obi Toppin. Leon Rose stood tight. And then we get to our pick. We take Leandro Lionel Messi Barbosa. And we and we shift him, ship him off to Minnesota. And you go from 27 and 38 to 25 and 33. You move up 2 in the first and 5 in the second round. The Knicks haven't made a bad move in 12 months, Abe. They have not made a bad move in 12 months. I, uh, I know that doesn't seem like a lot to you because you steps, have, have Daryl more life, but more that's life, big baby. for the Knicks. Yeah, mazel tov. Um, there's something I wanted to bring up in regards to the Knicks, and I am I am a huge Leon Rose fan, Sam Rose fan, the whole Rose family. Shout out Cherry Hill, New Jersey. But I'm just going off the data. The Knicks head coach. Klein of CAA. This is good, though. This is good, dude. The Knicks head coaching search. Six of the 11 they interviewed, clients of CAA. Assistant coaches. CAA client, CAA client, CAA client. First round pick. Take a guess. Uh, CAA client. Leon, former head of basketball or whatever at CAA. Um, His son, Sam, represents Obi Toppin at CAA. Leon is out here money laundering between <laughs> CAA and the That's New York vicious. Knicks. It is, in, is it vicious. is in broad daylight in front of us, and nobody is saying anything. It's right in front of your face. You don't have to be, you don't have to work in finance or know what even money laundering is to know Eric that what's Pascal, going on here. CAA, Eric Pascal, CAA. Watch, and Carl Anthony Towns. Nah, I won't even mention that. Listen, I just. Keep an eye. Read me the CAA names. I know you know the CAA names. There's there's some guys out there. There's Jalen Brunson. There there's no, Jalen Brunson. Well, that's a Leon Rose family connection, so he's coming soon, I bet. Uh, but just something's fishy in the in the Mecca. Congrats on Obi. Congrats on quickly the shooter from Kentucky. Our our Kentucky scraps. But um, I've got my eye on the, on the garden. All right. Let's round out the lottery. Uh, Deji, shout out Israel. Cheers. The Locker Snaps. Room Podcast. Ch- cheers to that. He goes nine. Sticks, he's a Maryland guy. Jalen Smith goes ten to the Suns. Devin Vassell, Great, 11. great. All right, what I, so I don't know a lot of these guys. I'll be straight mm-hmm. up. Like, this is the mm-hmm. draft where I didn't know a lot of people. Um, but who did the Suns take? Sticks, Jalen Smith, right. Maryland. He's great, good. great goggles. Great goggles, yeah, yes. Great absolutely. goggles, that's what I got. 
Uh, and then the steal of the first round, or at least the lottery, the Kings. How how did the Kings, Knicks, and Sixers? Did you see Hallib- Did you see Halliburton's girlfriend? She's a tang. Did you this, see this guy is destined for greatness? Did you see Danny's mother? No, she's a fine Jewish woman. I would never lay eyes on. <laughs> uh, let's just say Denny's mother and Halliburton's girl have. Speaking one of thing which, have you ever seen? Since we're talking about international mothers, have you ever seen Luca's mom? Yeah, of course. <sighs> These internationals with the mothers, I'm telling you, that's a give a dead giveaway. It's a dead giveaway. They've got talent. Um, but but the Kings get Halliburton. It is slightly confusing with De'Aaron Fox, although Fox is probably headed to the Knicks. Maybe that's a new I one. Don't know. Yeah, uh, get him on the roster. Get him on the prospective roster. I'm gonna but need a Photoshop a stat. <laughs> they, yeah, whoever's listening, get me a De'Aaron Fox Photoshop, even if it's just that Snapchat text with you writing over it. Kira Lewis thirteen to the Pellies, and then Naismith fourteen to the Celtics. That's the lotto for you. Uh, anything stand out in the lottery? Um, only with ESPN. Like they did this with the NFL draft. Speaking of which, if you watch the NBA draft on TV, you're not actually watching it. They're like three picks ahead on Twitter anyway. <laughs> it but, got ridiculous, dude. It, it's absurd. They did um, even it out later, but a little bit later. Um, but ESPN. I don't know why they keep doing this. Every single person that gets drafted, first off. Class of 2020 is an emotional class. Every single one of them are bawling their eyes out. (laughs) Second off, why does ESPN have to tell the most depressing story ever for all of these people? Bad news sells. Is that like a, is that a thing? Yeah. That's why, you know, that's why the news is like eight bad segments and then one good segment. Bad news sells. But not in like this case. It's just like, this is like, just like. Awesome. Who was the player that they were talking to? That, Dude, the like, saddest the one. Like I thought, was... I thought I was gonna have to take a walk around the block when. Um, who did the Hawks take? The uh, USC Hawks. center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Onyeka. Oh my god, that guy's story was crazy. What happened? I wasn't listening. I was streaming. It's something with just death in the family, just like yeah. the, the worst stuff. It was just heart wrenching, but. What are we doing, ESPN? That's really what I get out of the lottery. Bro, ESPN doesn't have their pulse on things right now. They really don't. They really what don't. What do you mean? Between, like, the, between the Woj thing, you what know, like thing? how they have an employee tweeting about the draft as they're, they're three picks behind, and then this the stuff you're talking about, NFL and, and the NBA draft, just like the bad Sad news stuff. Sad stories. It's that, just people, crazy. You don't go on TikTok for depression. You go on for humor. Give us the funny stuff. Right. Give us Henry Ruggs in a robe. All right, outside of the lottery. What? Cole Anthony to Orlando. Henry Ruggs in a robe? Yeah, I think that happened at the NFL draft. Whatever. Cole Anthony to Orlando. Um, That's a dangerous backcourt. That is a dangerous backcourt. <laughs> That's a bouncy backcourt. It's a lot of scoring at all three at all three phases. <laughs> I saw a uh, I saw a tweet a player comparison and I'm kind of all in on it. Cole Anthony and Austin Rivers. Yeah, right? that makes sense to me. Yeah, the pro- yeah Cole's gonna have to tone down the shooting a little, but he's fun. He was excited. He said it was the greatest moment of his life um, recently, except for birth. So he's clearly got a bro. Birth was overrated. Yeah, exactly. Isaiah Stewart to the Blazers. Alexija Pokusevski to the T Wolves. Josh Green to the Mavs. Sadiq Bay 
to the Nets. Now that pick got traded to Detroit, and and the Nets pick up Shamit. Do you think there's anything to take away from that? That's a, because you, I, does anyone gonna sit here and tell me that Landry Shamit moves the needle for a James Harden deal? No, no. But are they replacing like that's? But regardless of moving the needle, how's that move make any sense to you? Like, like I think I actually why, do what, think they're trying. I actually do think they're trying to acquire the most amount of competent players to go yeah. with Dimwitty and Lavert, just to say to Houston, take your pick, just pick right. them, and right. take whatever you want. So that's so kind of what remember Shamit and Zubat's stock before the Clippers season started. Like those were Shamit was about. Shamit's rookie year in Philly was great. Exactly, and then with the Clippers at the end, Precious Achua, sneaky pick by Miami. I actually think somehow, some way, they got a steal. Did you know his like? Do you know what his siblings' names are? God's gift. God's gift. God's will. Grace. Great the names. Positive, uplifting family. Exactly. Um, Twenty-one. Tyrese Maxey. Let's talk about it. What's not to love about this pick? I mean, but going into the draft, there were three names. Tyrese Maxey, Desmond Bain, the shooter out of TCU. He just, he just went last pick of the to, draft, first round, to Boston, but I think they're moving him. <sighs> Memphis, Memphis. All right, all right, I'm cool with that. And Tyrell Terry out of Stanford. They were all at 21, which didn't expect. So I was like, all right, how will the Sixers mess this up? Because that's just what they do. But it's the new regime. Al Horford, gone, number one priority of the offseason. Daryl Morey gets it done right away. And then he makes the right pick with Tyrese Maxey. The guy is a scorer, a finisher, got to work on his shooting. Saw his shooting stroke change a little bit in that uh, clutch workout. Also, he's a clutch guy, so Sixers are kind of just clutch east, I guess. The Lakers are clutch west. Um, But no, (laughs) made the right pick. Very excited about it. Um, it was a good day. It was a good day to be a Sixers fan, and I, I don't take that for granted. I'm happy for you. Thank you. Um, and it was a good day to you, be a Knicks fan. Yeah. Ish. It was a good day. It was a good day all around. Uh, Fred Van Fleet, you might get him 20% off. <laughs> Saw that. See, you really do choose to read like half of tweets. It's remarkable. What do you mean? The market's plummeting. The market's plummeting, and then the second half of the tweet literally says, because he's expected to go back to Toronto. <laughs> Listen, we're Knicks. We're, what do we do here? We do Knicks for clicks. That's what we do. Oh, Dallas is picking Tyrell Terry. There he is. Wait, I thought the second pick. round's tomorrow. No, it's all one night. It's all in one night? Yeah. What time does this shit end? I think they do that thing where they change to like two and a half minutes. I don't know. Jesus. Okay. Um, Leandro, or Zeke Nanaji to the Nuggets. Leandro Bulmaro, who the Knicks selected, but traded. Um, oh, I do want to shout out Denny Avdija because he went after Obi Toppin, so he'll be a stud because that's right. normally what happens. Right, 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 right. Uh, so congrats to him on a on all star all star level. Let's career. buy his cards, especially because he's from Israel too, which is like a like a Knicks. There's a nice Jewish population there. Uh, R.J. Hampton, intriguing. He got drafted by the such Bucks, a nugget, to New such Orleans. a nugget. I don't know why. It's just like. Maybe it's because of the whole Michael Porter Jr. thing where they took a player where really had a lot of promise but you didn't really know much about because he didn't play in college. Just like such a nugget to me. And then you get quickly to the Knicks. 
Let's read his pre-draft analysis. Quickly Choppa. emerged as Choppa. one of the top. What's Choppa? Just a shooter. Oh, I didn't realize that. Is, guys, is, guys, just a chucker. After playing point guard early in his career, quickly largely came off the bench as a freshman between, behind Higgins and Tyler Hero. All right, so here's his boy. I'm with it. Hero to the Knicks. An excellent defender as well as an outstanding teammate. Quickly's decision-making and versatility make him a strong candidate to play along the ball-dominant R.J. Barrett. I'm in. All right. Happy for How you. many times does pick 20 or later work out? You know, between Maxley, Maxie and Quickly, you would guess one's going to be good. I'm going to take my guy. All right. I'll take mine. We'll see you on the other side. Peyton Pritchard to Boston. That was obvious. Uh, seems like the white move. I mean, the right move. Uh, big <laughs> Doke. <laughs> big Doke goes to, I believe, Utah. Jaden McDaniels, Malachi Flynn, and Desmond Bain. That rounds out the top 30 or the first round. And then, obviously, our boy Tyrell Terry at 31. Um, last thoughts about everything NBA, everything draft lottery, draft first round. How much do you do you think Houston will actually start the season with Russ and Harden? It seems like they don't have a choice anymore. What do you mean? It really feels like no, they don't. Have a ch- nobody wants James Harden. No, they do, but not for their price. And they apparently, I mean, all these things are PR. They're leaks. No one Listen, knows. What's I'm true. not a. I'm not really into the financial world that much i used to work in there but correct me if i'm wrong the longer you keep superstars in the nba on your team who are unhappy and who want out the less the the more they depreciate correct the only think sign about it this to way me. like is the is, only is, sign. If harden well, if look at the harden deals maybe it's different because it's harden but what about russ russ now versus russ at the trade deadline and to me, they have to deal Russ first in order to deal Harden. Because then it's like, well, you're not just going to deal Harden and leave Russ on the Rockets. Why would you do that? You could get rid of Russ and leave Harden on the Rockets. I think still I want t- Russ. Okay. Well, <laughs> the Knicks are interested. So d- I mean, it's like wish. between RJ now quickly behind Russ, we still need a sign shooter. But... I hear what you're saying. The problem is, when was the, who was the last top five player in the NBA to be traded? Can you even think of one? Anthony Davis. He wasn't. He wasn't at the time, though. Like you wouldn't have said Anthony Davis was top five at the time. Um, he was obviously, you know, he he warranted Kawhi. Kawhi was traded. Well, KD was a sign in trade. Okay, but I'm Kawhi, talking. Kawhi you know, was traded. Kawhi. From San Antonio? To Toronto for the DeMar DeRozan oh, for DeRozan. Deal. Oh, my God. But that was Imagine. also a – that was also like there was questions about his injury and all this stuff. Right. Whatever, but it worked. We're talking about we know what James Harden is. And what he'll he do likes on strip clubs and buckets. But – We got those the, here in Philadelphia. The, the only sign I would say that would say maybe they are going to trade him is the declining the extension. That's the thing. If you're gonna decline fifty million dollars, you send really... it my way, my guy. I will. I will wear a <laughs> I bikini have and heat, like, That's nuts. Would you, you can absorb get a, things that make people say "ao" for fifty million? When you get to a, <laughs> when you get to a point in your career, when you can look fifty, a hundred million dollars in the face and say, "Nah, I'm good." What? 
<laughs> what? One day, brother. One you think? day. Uh, we need more ads. Yeah, we are gonna need more ads. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I I doubt we'll get to maybe that much, but I'm cool day. with ten. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, fam, we're going to take a quick break. After the break, my bookie's people's parlay, NFL week. I don't know. I lost track. I think Eagleson keeps telling me it's 11. Uh, And then we rank. We're going to rank the six AFC teams that are six and three. We'll be right back. All right, fam, let's talk my bookies, people's parlay. Make sure you go to mybookie.ag backslash snapback sports. Use the code snapback. You know the deal. You can bet on the NFL. You can bet on whatever you want. So last week we went three and one, 75%, best cappers in the country. As usual. And in fairness, it was the week. Abe and I were together. We had a Sunday night game, a Monday night game. We felt good. We had hedge opportunities. And then the monsoon with blame the, God, yeah, blame God, yeah. That that don't look at us. Listen, it's it's Wednesday at five fourteen when we're making these picks. So, like, do I know what the weather's going to be Sunday night in any of these cities? No. And when you're betting an over and that happens, it's just unfortunate. It's even more unfortunate when you pick the only night that Kirk Cousins is going to win and cover a game of Monday Night Football. Like, you, you make a lot of big – you get the Chubb situation to cover one of the games. Like, and then the weather comes through with the monsoon. It makes me, it makes me think, you know I'm a conspiracy guy thing. Is there someone out there that has it out for us? That's that like was... a dream of mine. That's like a dream, by the way. <laughs> It just was painful. Let's talk this week. I'm going to chalk this one up to God. Because we feel good. Yeah. Um, all right. My first pick. I mean, this pick has been loading for 11 weeks on this podcast. It's the Colts minus one and a half. The Indianapolis Colts. What are they, Abe? Uh, I think they're a physical football they're team. You called them. Physical football team. O-line, D-line. They're physical around the park. And who do they play this week, Abe? Supposedly. I, I have yet to pick this up. Supposedly the least physical football team in the NFL, the Green Bay Packers. In, in the history of the NFL. In the history of the this NFL. Podcast, uh, Colts minus one and a half. This is a Vegas line. Why would old Phillip Rivers be favored over the Packers, who look great and are the best team in the NFC right now? The answer is well, because... In fairness, in fairness, the Colts blew out Tennessee on the road. Yeah. And the Ravens blew out the Colts on the road, which by transfer property, um, it is what it is. But Colts minus one and a half. I like this line. Vegas line. um, Physical against non-physical. Perfect matchup. Colts get the dub. My first pick, Jaguars plus 10. Why? Jack, you want to explain? (laughs) This is Abe's pick, but... When he went to place the people's parlay, he said, let's go with Steelers minus 10. I said, listen, the one thing I know and the one thing I learned from my job at a sports betting company was that Mike Tomlin, on the road, off a win, playing at an inferior opponent, 
is like the worst coach ever. It's like it's 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 that stipulation. It's no, nah, it's, it's not road. off a win necessarily, okay. but I was gonna say because you didn't mention that part. But but they haven't lost this year. It's another letdown opportunity. He said it's not a letdown opportunity, but you look at what happened when they went to Dallas last year. You can look back at their schedule. The one that sticks out the most is the Raiders game. Like it's just these trips to weird cities that he gets mixed up on. I'm not saying the Steelers are going to lose that game. And I'm more confident because of what they did against the Bengals that I feel good about this pick. So Abe's pick is Jags Hmm. plus 10. Yeah. But, um, so Justin Herbert got a haircut today. Did you see that? I did. He looks like shit. (laughs) You don't uh, like it? You know, he's my guy and all, but I saw this haircut and I was like, you know what? What's his name? Lutton? Luton? I think yeah. that's my new guy because I can't support a guy who just cut off all his hair like that out of nowhere. Like, give us a warning. It looks like he looks like a bully from a in like a middle school or something. It's gonna take my lunch money. Um, so Luton, Lutton, Footin, Futton, that's my guy this week. Let's go. All right, Luton, bring us home. He covered against the Packers. Hopefully, he can cover against the Steelers. My second pick. And this will come with a bonus, as most of my recent picks have been coming. Uh, Cowboys plus seven. Dalton is back. The Vikings are playing good footy. But do we think the Vikings are good? I thought they were good preseason, but then they sold off on Yannick. They've put a bunch of guys on IR. Dantzler's hurt. Um, Jefferson and Thielen are obviously beast. Dalvin is a stud. He'll probably run for 300 yards on the Cowboys. Now we're betting. All right, before you go, you took Dallas. Mm Mm-hmm. For the past 20 seconds, you've only been telling me good things about the Vikings. Um, no, I'm more so just setting up to be, are we really a believer in the Vikings? Like, they they were tanking at one point. They just happened to win a few games. Everyone's talking playoff aspirations. The real team with playoff aspirations in this football game and the best value on the board is the Dallas Cowboys to win the NFC East. Oh, wait, you, you flipped? No, no, no. To what? You know only one team can win the NFC. I'm it's well the aware, Giants or the and Cowboys. it's not the Giants. I, I thought, I said to you, the Giants are a really good team and they could make a run at the NFC oh East title. I said that to the... you four weeks ago and they've really played good really team. good football. They've really played good really team. good football. Gotcha. But I looked at the schedules and I saw whether or not we agree on this, the Eagles schedule is a murderer's road. They're leading the division. You have how many wins? Three? An- Enough. I don't know. I just pay attention to the top. The Cowboys have two wins. I don't understand how a team like Dallas, who's playing much better defensively, coming off the bye, Dalton comes back. They still have the offensive weapons. What have you seen from Dalton to make? What have you seen from Dalton that leads you to believe that him coming back is a positive thing? It's a positive over Ben DiNucci, and there's no debate. You watch your mouth. There's no debate. You watch your mouth. You watch your mouth. I believe if if Dak played against Philly, they would have won that game. That is our golden child you were talking about, DiNucci. If Dalton played that game, they'd probably also beat the Eagles. It's less a bet on Andy Dalton. It's more so a bet that I think the, the Cowboys' defense had a really bad run the first six weeks and have come more... They're not a good defense by any stretch, but they're not the worst defense ever. And this is another bet when I've checked out Washington, the Giants, the Eagles. It's not like any of these teams are getting to seven or eight wins where Dallas would need to win six down the stretch. 
I genuinely seven. I genuinely I would bet my life that you guys don't win seven games. I genuinely believe Dallas can get to six wins because they get you week sixteen at home. And I think that's going to win the division. I think the Dallas Cowboys will win the NFC East this season. And it starts, I'm not necessarily saying it's a win. It starts by covering against the Vikings. But they'll cover against Kirky Cousins. Um, you're wrong about a lot of the things that just happened. I told um, you, I was you the one said, who told you the Giants were a good football team that and you had to look out for. you're still wrong about that. And oh, you're so what's that wrong. make the Eagles? A really bad football team. Okay, all right. As long as you just have to get into the tournament and start zero and zero. Okay. My second pick. Um, listen, fam. Really, no explanation for this. Taking the Lions money line. Um, maybe no Teddy two, no Teddy two gloves. Definitely no McCaffrey. Um, the Panthers were like a. Uh, they've been competitive all year, and like people are think they're they're a little bit better than than they were supposed to be. But I think they still only have three wins, right? Mm-hmm. So, something like that. I don't know. It just seems that if Stafford's thumb is ready to go, and I think it is, I don't know. If the, the Lions kind of <laughs> fall in the, the Lions, I'm being straight up with the fam. I, I, I don't know why I like this pick. It just stuck out to me, and I went for it. So uh, this one makes sense to me because Bridgewater's probably out. And uh, McCaffrey's out, so they're going to throw P.J. Walker, who's their backup quarterback. Oh, barbecue chicken. Exactly. He didn't look good in his one performance before, so I like this pick a lot, actually. I don't think the Lions are good. Don't get it twisted. But I'm more so with you. This is the week we're betting against other teams more so than betting on teams. For example, we're betting against Green Bay's softness. We're betting against Kirky Cousins being good on back-to-back games. We're betting against Mike Tomlin. And we're betting against P.J. Walker. That could be the formula. That could be the formula. It could be. It could be. Um, yeah, I just wanted to – I wanted full transparency on this pick. I don't know why I like it. I just do. And you're going to have to live with that. And if you don't like it, once it hits, you won't win the giveaway. <laughs> My bookies, people's parlay, Colts minus one and a half, Cowboys plus seven, Jags plus ten, Lions money line, bet thirty-three. We don't know yet what the odds are because of the injury at mybookie.ag. We'll call it. Uh, it, it they are always paying out four seventy-two. Yeah, the Lions money line, which could be plus money, maybe. plus one twenty, I think. Yeah, that could change, but uh, yeah, I like this. I like the theme of the people's parlay this week. I feel good about. What week are we in in the NFL? Like 40. Is 11. This, all right. So I said 10, this earlier in the 11. season. and Oh, my you, God. What's up? What's up? The what? Sixers got rid of Horford, baby. No way. Danny Green, welcome to Philadelphia. No way. Wow. Oh, my God. How did they pull that off? The Sixers are trading Daryl Morey. Oh, because it's the Thunder. I was like, who would take on Horford's contract? Uh, your boy with more picks. All right, there Woo! you go. There you go. That is a big trade. We're back. Um, We're back. They haven't, they haven't, you're not back to anything. Um, and now you're out of picks. So What do you mean James, we're out of picks? Did we trade 21? I mean, first and a second. What do you, <laughs> who do you think you are? We're out of picks. You're out of picks. picks. All right, Abe. Six teams in the AFC. We're changing out the traditional power rankings. We're going to rank these six teams. 
because it's crazy. If the playoffs started today, the Ravens would the go Ravens to Kansas in. City. No, we would. Oh, they'd go to Kansas City. Which I when, when love. do you want to start? Okay, I was gonna say there you go. I, I was say, when do you want to when do you want to put the fake mask on that you actually want to go to KC? You want to know why I love it? You want a revenge game? You no, want revenge? That's not. What I, it is. I would. I would that's, want it too. I would want it too. That's actually not what it is. It's one of those get it over with. You're gonna play them, and I don't want to be. I don't want to do the whole. Okay, we beat up on the Dolphins or the Bills in the first round. Lamar got his first playoff win. I want the maximum odds to bet on my bookie. And I want I just want to get it over with. Because I totally I, I totally I know you're spitting you, you don't me? actually want no, no, to you don't actually want to play the Chiefs, but as a fan, I didn't say I want to play the Chiefs. I all I said was I love it. Like the idea of round one right. going to Kansas City, a, I love it. As a fan, as a fan and like I guess the competitor in you, yeah, you want it, yeah, you want it. Yeah. But like, you're crying behind that smile mask that you want it. It's but the but like I was saying, it really is a you're not gonna avoid the Chiefs. Maybe you do, but like the chances you avoid the Chiefs, you might as well knock them out now. And then and then you know who we would go to if we beat them. We would go to Pittsburgh, <laughs> and then we would face off with like the Flacco. Bills Flacco, yeah. Flacco, I'm telling you, pick up Flacco for this postseason run. I'm down. Why not? Why All right, not? let's rank these six. You want to start? I feel like I've been starting a lot. I'll go you first. Start. I'll go first. Number six, just be happy to be here, Eagleson. That's it. Wow. The Dolphins. Just be happy to be here. Game manager thus far, Tua. Played well against the uh, Chargers, but listen, you're six and three. You're building something special. You got Tua. You got Flores. Um, just be happy to be here. Number five, I love Baker, man. I do. The Cleveland Browns, number five. Uh, they have the Defensive Player of the Year, Miles Garrett. Uh, they're actually better without Odell, according to the numbers. I know you're a numbers guy. Um, <laughs> technically, they are. What, what's better, the offense or just their record? I think the offense, and like okay. Baker's numbers. Um, gotcha. Tough game for the Browns coming up this week, though, so who knows if they'll stay at 6-3, and three, move to 7-3. and three. Number four. The Titans. The Titans at number four. Um, cute as shit. Cute as shit. That's all I got. They are a they're a good football team in the short term. I don't believe in the style of play to get you to a Super Bowl or where you want to go um, with the running the ball and not even passing the ball, especially in in the league that we're in now. Like Teams are putting up 35 points. You can't just keep running on it. You're going to waste the clock and run out of time. Number three, and I'll go as far to say this is now my favorite team in the NFL. And if we are going to do, I know it wouldn't make sense based off the rest of my power rankings, but if we were going to do the regular power rankings, they would have been fourth or fifth. <laughs> You're John lying. Gruden You're and the lying. Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> You're I don't know why I love the Raiders. That, that elite receiving core of Nelson Aguilar, Henry Ruggs, Josh Jacobs in the backfield. They're brewing something out there. They are brewing something out there. They are their offensive line is like the I don't even know if they're like healthy right now because they're all the whole Raiders team's on COVID break or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you ever like watch a Raiders game, their offensive line it's kind of reminds me of the LSU offensive line when Burrow was there are just the biggest group of human beings I've ever seen. They just bad matchup for the Packers. Bad matchup for the Packers. It's a physical football team. 
Number two, I guess it's the Ravens. Wait, um, timeout. So you said the Raiders would be top five in power rankings. So yeah, where's no, that it makes put? no sense. Yeah, okay. It makes okay. no sense. All right, cool, Just cool, letting cool. you know. That's why we did this week. Number two, the Ravens. Frauds, cuties, the whole nine. I'm just going to give the former MVP a little bit of respect. How about that? Mm-hmm. Number one, the Colts. Even Both though we the smashed ball. them? Number one, the Colts. I'm just Both asking, even though we smashed them in their own building? Yeah, no, I saw I, I, that Patriots game was telling to me. It was telling to me this really? past weekend. Plus with all the injuries, now no Boyle, no, um, what's his name on the line? Blanking. Which one? O-line, D-line? We got injuries oh, all around the park. Stanley? Stanley, Ronnie Stanley. Oh, um, not to mention Matt Skura. I didn't realize if it's one of those things where in the moment I it just seems like it happened like often. But like you saw, did you see what happened with Skura and his wife and the whole thing? They're getting like death threats or something. That like his wife's getting Instagrammed. I mean, when I'm he watching, was so bad. <laughs> this is how you know when I am watching a game where I have no bias in, no betting, no this, no that. And I can pick apart one person on an offensive line that's brutally blowing the game. <laughs> that's when you know it's bad. Nobody pays attention to the offensive line yeah. unless it's like a football diehard or something. But I even I noticed. I was like, this guy's the right side is getting blown up the entire. Like you had to release an apology letter after a regular season game. <laughs> My G. <laughs> My G. All right, and then Colts. Number one, yeah, number one, the Colts. Um, just a good all-around football team. They're not great anywhere. Maybe the offensive line. Um, they're just a solid football team. And I got love for Frank Reich. Please come back to Philadelphia. All right, number six, Cleveland Browns. Um, Baker Mayfield has less passing yards than Lamar Jackson. I don't really care about wind in the last two weeks. Also, did you know Lamar Jackson has the less rushing yards? Than Kyler Murray. Yeah. Well, Kyler's as many attempts as him this season. Kyler's a running back. Um, But Murray Miracle? How does Baker... I'm honestly, like, embarrassed for the Browns that Baker Mayfield could have less passing yards than Lamar. Lamar, like, even if we don't agree that he's an okay passer, if we want to say he's a bad passer, what does this make Baker Mayfield? Not to mention he had... OBJ for seven games and has Juice Landry. Like he is, he probably is five weapons all better than the Ravens' best weapon. So because they have the worst quarterback of the bunch, literally the worst quarterback of the bunch in this six, and their defense is very up and down. It's Miles Garrett and then some other guys. Like if we want to talk about the Titans and their strategy, what happens when a team just packs the box against? You know this what the team? thing is with the Browns. They've got you know how God was against us. Yeah, they have they have the the elements on their side. Like they they the past two games they've won strictly because of no they lost it, the Raiders. That was the thing they lost twelve six. Did they lose of, that game? Yeah, yeah, that's your squad. Oh, well, I bet the under in both of their games, and it worked out well. Number five, I'm Brown six and three. I, it makes no sense. Number five, I'm going with the Raiders. Um, only because I think they will get outclassed by better teams i think they're the disrespect i think they're the you're 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 the part of the problem people have to start realizing the raiders are here to stay i'll tell you which team that is um number five the raiders because i think they're the perfect example of beat 
teams in good spots. Like they had a good spot against the Saints we talked about. They had a great win against the Chiefs, snuck up on the Chiefs, mm-hmm. and they've kind of taken care of business. But I really think like the true colors might show. Derek Carr's true colors might show eventually. Aguilar's will probably show. The secondary. The thing is, in this NFL, like you were talking about, their weakest link is the secondary. Not a great strategy when the playoffs might go through you know, Mahomes, Big Ben with those weapons. So, number five for the Raiders. Well, Mahomes should go home after the first round, though, right? That's only if the playoffs start today, Abraham. Gotcha. Number four, uh, the Tits. We face off with them this weekend. I'll admittedly say if Calais and Brandon Williams is going to be out, if Calais is out, I mean – just scrap the people's parlay, scrap Cowboys to win the division, and just hammer Derrick Henry over. The Ravens, it wasn't like like Damian Harris was running tough. He just wasn't being touched until he reached the first down marker. Yes. Uh, they have the formula to beat us. They showed it last year. I'm already like getting nightmares about Tannehill off play action, people thinking he's good when he's really trash. So I'm putting them number four because I think high-scoring game probably. A uh, lot... The problem is these are the toughest games to bet. High-scoring game in theory, but a lot of running, right? No one's really going to stop the run, so clock will be moving. Number three, this is the team you have to pay attention to. It's the Dolphins, which will make Eagleson happy. Number three? Number three, bro. Their defense is elite. Their defense is elite, and it's because it's built the complete opposite of the Raiders. It's built from the corners. They have two lockdown corners who also intercept the ball, and they they just play from inside out from there. Flores is the defensive coach and the defensive mastermind that maybe Belichick has helped him along with. But the Dolphins' defense is legit. And then offensively, Devontae is solid. They're they're getting Jakeem Grant involved. They don't have a run game, and Tua is a very inconsistent rookie, which is to be expected. So they won't go places, but... With the rookie quarterback, it's just because I saw it with the Ravens and Joe Flacco without for so looking, many years. Without looking at the uh, without looking at the schedule, do you have the Dolphins in the playoffs? Easily, their next two games are I said go- without looking at the schedule. But I already know, so don't even mention it. Okay, um, just all right. Can I mention the fact of the division they're in? Sure. Like you know, they play the Jets again. You know, they play the Patriots. I said no, again. nothing about the schedule. <laughs> They just have so many. You look at the Eagles' schedule; it's like they could lose five in a row. You look at the Dolphins' schedule; they could win five in a row. So the Dolphins' mm, I, defense. I think both of those things are not defense true. will win games if Tua just doesn't turn the ball over, which he has shown an ability to do. So I got Dolphins at three. Number two is the Colts. A lot of people's preseason pick. Uh, uh, what's it called? Titans got off to a fast start, but we said, "Whoa, hold your horses." And the Colts look like a good football team. Play good defense, run the football. If Rivers isn't throwing the ball to the other team or tripping over his own feet, they're good. Number one is the Ravens. I don't think any of these teams right now in their current state are challenging the Chiefs. I really don't. But it's hard to challenge the best team of all time. It is. It is hard to challenge. But the Chiefs were challenged multiple times the last playoffs by different schemes and different strategies. Uh, Houston had a nice lead, Tennessee, the Niners. I don't think any of these teams are there right now. Lamar looked so, to me. So Lamar looked really see- good to me. The Boyle loss is huge. It does feel like it could turn into a situation where the Ravens offense becomes way less balanced. Like we're a run heavy team. Maybe we become, you know, a 60 40 thing. 
And it's just now the now the wideouts got to step up. Does Dez play Hollywood? What's his deal? Is he actually trash? But I really do think this is a good roster, and it's the best defense. I know the defense looked terrible on Sunday in the first half, and but that's because Williams and Calais were out, and they were running up this the sounds gun. like This sounds like I've become your therapist. Like that whole like minute and a half rant that's just fair. now is, sounds like that. That's fair. So it looks like out of these teams – one of them is going to be win the uh, AFC South between the Colts and Titans. Yeah. Um, four of these teams get in the playoffs. You have the Colts, the Ravens, the Dolphins, and the Titans. Is that correct? That that's where I would. The last spot, I would look at the the schedules. You know, I think the Titans' schedule is probably easier, maybe than the Raiders and Browns. But I would have. I think the Colts are going to win that division. I think the Dolphins. Between the Jets, between they play the Broncos, they play like I think like someone else crappy. They're gonna ha- they're gonna get to ten, which will get them in, I believe. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think you miss the playoffs at ten. So it's which one of these teams turns downhill. It could be the Titans if they lose this week. Um, it could be the Browns if if you guys upset them. But I would say I feel I good about Ravens, upset. Colts, Dolphins. The Sin City Raiders are going to the playoffs. They are going to the playoffs. I don't know a single game left on their schedule, but I promise you they are going to the playoffs. There is something in the air in Las Vegas, and it is not the oxygen that they're pumping into the casinos. It's something different. This football team is gelling. John Gruden has them gelling. Derek Carr. I sound like Dan Orlovsky. (laughs) Derek Carr is playing well. Go Raiders. Go Raiders. Wow. Dolphins Raiders week 14. I think we need to flex that to Sunday night. <laughs> um, all right, Fim, let us know your rankings. Um, this is a big week because it is Ravens-Titans, and that's going to move a lot. Like That affects the Colts. That affects all of those teams. The Raiders also, whole team goes on COVID. They play the Chiefs. That's going to affect you know uh, these six teams as well. The Ravens smoked the Colts on the road. The Ravens smoked the Browns. And now we play the Titans. If we beat the Titans, I'll feel much better. If we fall to six and four, and then we go to Pittsburgh on Monday on Thanksgiving, and then we go to Cleveland on Monday night, and then we play Dallas, it's a uh, it's a tough road ahead. I I wish I was in first place like you guys. I know it's all right. Not everyone can be. All right, fam. We will talk to you on Monday. Hope everyone has a good weekend. Much peace, love. Horford. You stupid loser. Okay. Goodbye.